Coming to you from Nashville, Tennessee, this is the award-winning Parareality Radio. I'm Sandman, and I'll be your host for the next hour. Good evening, everybody, and thanks for tuning in once again. Well, it's Monday, December 2nd, 2013. And, of course, you know that means that it's time for another episode of Parareality Radio, as is the tradition over the last couple of seasons to air on the first Monday of every month. So tonight, I'm not really going to be talking about any um, paranormal topic in particular. Instead, I, what I'm going to do is a recap of all of the topics that I've tackled this year and kind of touch on each one of those just a little bit. And then I'm going to tell you about the upcoming season of Parareality Radio, and, and I'll hint at some of the topics I'll be tackling on season nine and tell you about a couple of changes that is going to be taking place around here at the Parareality Radio Studios. But as is my normal, first of all, let me tell you how you can get in touch with me, Sandman, because there are several different ways that you can do this. First of all, you can reach me on Yahoo Messenger by using my screen name, which is GreyDragon98. That's G-R-E-Y-D-R-A-G-O-N with the number 98 on the back of that. There's no underscore or space. It's all one thing. If you're not already on my contact list, please let me know that you listen to the show whenever you send me a friend request. Otherwise, I'll probably decline your invitation because of all of these spam stuff that's going on out there even on Yahoo. You can also reach me by sending me an email. That is sandman at parareality.com. That's sandman at parareality.com. Or you can uh, go visit my website, which is, of course, www.parareality.com. I'm also available on Facebook as well. If you'll just look for all of you people who have Facebook, which is 99% of the population of the planet, I think, if you'll just do a, if you're not already on my friends list on Facebook, if you'll just look up Sandman.Parareality, and Parareality is P-A-R-A-R-E-A-L-I-T-Y, that's Sandman.Parareality on Facebook. You can friend me there, like me, all that other sorts of good stuff. Finally, you can still call the studio line at area code 615-692-1170. You can just leave a message for me there. Um, just uh, be aware that I may play your comment or your message back on the show. So if you don't want me to play said message or comment, then um, you should probably let me know. Um, I may also answer the phone as well because I'm always in the studio, uh, you know, working on something or another, and you just may catch me there. So that number, once again, to call is 615-692-1170. That's 615-692-1170. Zero. You know, I can't believe I'm ending season 
seven and about to go on to season eight. I think I erroneously said a while ago uh, that I was going to be starting season nine. Obviously, I don't know how to count very well. I'm going to be starting season eight here next month. It's hard to believe that I've been on the air for seven seasons now. Of course, you know, if if you've listened to the show um, for any length of time over the last eight seasons, seven seasons, um, you know that I did take a, a, a break for a couple of years there and not do the show. And I really, when I, when I stopped broadcasting back on live 365 and I did my final show over there, I really kind of thought that I was never gonna, um, broadcast again. I thought that was it. And, um, I just love doing it so much. I mean, I'm not making money at this. I'm not getting famous. I'm, you know, it's a, it's a lot of work, but I, I enjoyed it so much and I, I just missed it and I still do enjoy it. So gosh, coming into eight seasons starting next month, that's hard to believe. It's a long time doing this. I think I've pretty much shown the longevity factor over a lot of other independent broadcasters such as myself who are doing this kind of radio talk radio program um people seem to they start out strong and then they kind of get burned out because it is a hard thing to do it's a hard topic to tackle especially if you do it seriously um there are some people out there who have you know good quality shows um a lot of them aren't (laughs) uh I hate to hate to. I'm not not calling anybody out in particular, but it's it's if you want to do a good quality show, you have to put some money into it. And a lot of people think that they can just kind of do this uh, for next to nothing, if not for for free. And while you can, uh, certainly the quality suffers. You have to invest some money and and put some extra effort into it you know there's a uh, you know i'm broadcasting on speaker spreaker now if you're listening to this it's thanks to spreaker and i've really enjoyed my time here on spreaker um and there's a lot of people who are doing podcasting now such as me and there's there's a new guy i'm not, I'm not going to say names or anything i hate i hate to i'm not going to call anyone out but um there's a new guy that uh, has started broadcasting here on Spreaker. And um, I kind of listened to some of his uh, his podcast. And while he's only doing a 30-minute a, a show, he is doing it weekly, which I think is great because I that's more than I can do right now at this point in my life uh, is a weekly show, uh, even though his is only 30 minutes. And he's got some pretty good topics. And he seemed like a really decent guy. And I emailed him. And offered him some, you know, some help and, and said, I'll be glad to help you uh, improve the quality of your show, give you some pointers on how you can do that, you know, and, and just really would like to help you out because I've listened to your show and, and I really enjoyed your topic. And I thought you had something, you know, potentially that could be really, really well. And 
gosh, it's been two weeks and, you know, no response. And that's just disappointing when someone who's been doing this for a long time offers you help and says, hey, I think you've got a good product. Let me let me help you. I don't want anything in return for it. I would just like to help you because, you know, I think we need more good quality, independent paranormal talk radio programs out there. And to offer that and not get a response from it is really disheartening. But, hey, that's what happens. You know, it is life. Not hating on anybody. I'm just saying, gosh, I'm really disappointed. Anyway, let me take a break, and uh, I'll be right back, and we'll start talking. We'll re- I'll recap what I've done so far as far as topics go on this season of Parareality Radio, and I'll touch a little bit on each one of those and kind of revisit them. So uh, I'm going to take a break, and I will be back in just a few minutes. So enjoy this. She plays up to you every time you walk into the you on a journey to a world beyond science where ghosts, poltergeists, UFOs, and other strange phenomena exist. New episodes are broadcast the first Monday of every month at 8 o'clock p.m. Central Time. Turn on 
Tune in and find out. All right, I'm back to uh, start the show in its entirety. That was Clary Brown and the Bangin' Rackets with She Plays Up To You. That's one of my new guilty pleasures. I really love that CD. They're an Australian group. Been around um, down under for a few years. And uh, that's their like breakout worldwide CD. Um, it's been out for a couple of years now. And it's just now starting to like really build momentum here in the States. Or at least it did earlier in the year. Hopefully they'll be doing some touring through the States that I can go see them. Because that's not only... Can that woman sing her ass off? Well, she's pretty good to look at, too, so can't really complain about that. <laughs> All right, so let's enough of that. Let's get on with the show. So we're, we're going to kind of be doing a little recap of some of the things that I touched on this year throughout the course of doing the show. I kind of started out back in January um, doing kind of what I'm doing now, which is basically a recap. Um, of course, the big story for last year was the end of the world, you know, December 21st, 2012, the end of the mind, long count calendar, something's going to happen. Oh my God, are we all going to die? We're going to survive. What's going to go on. And I did a big show, um, about that, the end of the world type deal. And, on December the 21st, just so happened that I uh, had that day off of work, as luck would have it. So I thought it would be kind of interesting to roll around downtown in the city that I live in and the outskirts of Nashville and kind of do like a, a a live show and just kind of report on what I was seeing, what was going on. And uh, that did not work out at all. <laughs> I had totally that, that idea. Um, it went south real quick as I was trying to, to do it. Not anything because of what was going on during the day, but because of some technical difficulties and, and that I just could not overcome. So unfortunately, I didn't get to to really do any broadcasting of anything, hardly at all, on December the twenty first, twenty twelve. But obviously, we survived it. And I started out in January, just kind of recapping what I had been doing for the the abbreviated season six, and um, I managed to uh, have. More shows d during that abbreviated season than what I actually thought I was going to. And like I said, I kind of touched on a little bit about what I was doing. So the January show was just basically more about, um, hey, we survived December the 21st, 2012. Uh, you know, go figure. I, I, I personally didn't think that we were all going to die or that Armageddon was going to be hitting. But uh, it was still interesting to see the reaction of the world. And, you know, I really do think that that signified the dawn of a new era in our consciousness. Um, I think a lot of people started thinking more globally and uh, spiritually because of that date. And I think that we're seeing a slow change. And hopefully over the next handful of years, we will see that change really manifest itself in a big way. So I also 
in February, I got to interview a very interesting woman named Valley Rojas, who is local to the Nashville area. She lives actually in the right outside of Nashville. Um, she is a psychic medium and a fellow paranormal investigator. And um, I came across her. Um, I, I've actually had known about Valley for um, a little while. I uh, had never actually met her in person and never um, spoke to her, never even really exchanged emails or anything like that. And um, I thought, man, um, I wonder why I've never talked to this person before. You know, so I decided to uh, get in touch with her and we talked a little bit and I decided to invite her on as a as a guest on the show. It actually turned out to be a very interesting interview with Valley and uh I got to learn as well as you all how she came into the world of psychic mediumship, how she figured out she was, that she had this ability and how she got into paranormal investigating. Uh, she is a character. Let me tell you, if, if you have the opportunity, she's on Facebook, Valley Rojas and Rojas is R O J. A S and Valleys with an I E, so it's V A L L I E R O J A S of Valley Rojas. If you have the opportunity in your own Facebook and you want to befriend a very interesting person and very genuinely, honestly nice person, you should totally friend Valley Rojas and tell her that I told you to do it. Um, she is a just a, she was a pleasure to interview and a wonderful, wonderful person. And I hope one day that I'll be able to have her um, back on the show. She's done some very interesting um, paranormal investigations, and she's still actively doing it around the Nashville area. Shoot, if you're around here, she may even let you go on an investigation with you. You never know. It's, it'd be worth asking her. And... The next show that I did was debunking the Mitchell Hedges skull in March. Now, I had originally, back when I was on Live 365, done a show about the crystal skulls. And, the, of course, the, the most famous one would happen to be the Mitchell Hedges skull. And I will have to say that I was one of the hundreds of thousands or millions of people who fell for that bunk um and as i because I, I really believed that there was something you know special about the mitchell hedges skull but as i over the years have i've done more research on it um i started to become very suspicious about it and as i began to learn more and delve deeper and deeper into the mystique of this skull i actually found out that um, the whole thing was a is a big fraud, and now probably the majority, if not all, of the crystal skulls are not what they claim to be. They're not spiritual in nature, uh, and there's nothing special about them other than the fact that they're made from crystal, and they contain no powers, and they certainly weren't left here by alien races. 
specifically speaking, the Mitchell Hedges skull. So I, I devoted a whole show to debunking that. I kind of had to, you know, back up and and uh, say, "Whoa, I got duped," you know, which I'm not above doing that. Uh, you know, I'm only human. I can be wrong, and when I'm wrong, I will admit it. Uh, even though I may not like to admit it, I will do it. And this was one of those times where I had to, you know, publicly she'd go on air and admit that I was wrong. Uh, this crystal skull was not found in any ruins at Lubantun. It was bought at auction by Mitchell Hedges. Uh, and the whole thing was a fabrication, which has been proven. Um, the information is out there. It's a legitimate fact that he faked the whole thing, even though the guy that's the custodian of the skull still maintains that uh, the Mitchell Hedges story is true. It is not. So I successfully, of course, I'm not. I'm not trying to say I debunked it. That as you know, that I broke the story, but I think I successfully presented some evidence that maybe not a lot of people knew about. At least I hope they didn't. So you know, the Mitchell Hedges skull is full of bunk. So I had to debunk it. And after that show, the next month, I got to interview someone who I was absolutely freaking flabbergasted to interview. I mean, this is one of the, as far as I'm concerned, one of the biggest names I've ever had on Parareality Radio, Mr. Scott Walter of the America Unearthed series. I got to interview him, and I did a special two-hour-long show, and I got to be... uh, I'm not going to say we're bosom buddies or anything like that, but I got to know him a little bit and, and he is just like what you see on the TV show. Very, um, interesting guy, very smart and very brutally honest, man. If you don't want to know what he's thinking, you best not ask this guy because you might not like what he says. Um, Scott Walter is just Oh man, the way that that his mind works is amazing, and he let us in on just a little hint of some of the things that were going to be coming up in this season of America Unearthed. Which I have the first show for this season, the first episode. I have DVR. I haven't watched it yet, but uh, it's on my my bucket list of things to do here in the next several days. So I hope I can get it done. Um, Anyway, um, Scott Walter was a very, very fascinating interview, and um, he kind of, uh, he really believes that he is on the trail of the Holy Grail, and he really believes that he can find it. And uh, the last three episodes of last season, he was kind of, was kind of devoted towards that. Uh, this year, he's going to continue that, and I think he's going to even delve into some of the stuff about the Illuminati and the New World Order, and um, we're going to see... Uh, how that's going to go. Uh, at least that's what he said that he was going to do. And I, I do believe that that's uh, some of the episodes that are upcoming. So um, very fascinating, interesting person. I, I, I could actually talk to Scott Walter all day and never get tired of it. And there you hear my creepy clock in the background. Every episode, my creepy clock goes off. Okay. So uh, after the... After I got over the Scott Walter interview, how am I going to follow something like that up? Um, so I decided to do something on the Black Eyed Kids, 
which uh, re- kind of came to light in uh, January of 1998. And if you don't know what black-eyed kids are, they're these strange, mysterious, ethereal... Uh, some say they're aliens, some say they're demons, some say they're some sort of evil spirit energy or something, but they're these kids that usually wear hoodies and they're very pale and they have black eyes. They don't have any color to their eyes. Everything is black and they will show up at uh, your house, knock on your door and demand to be let in because uh, they need to use the phone or they have to go to the bathroom or some sort of other story that that's supposedly made up. And people kind of get an uneasy feeling when they're around these kids and the kids are acting weird. They look funny. They talk funny. People get an uneasy feeling about them. And ultimately they don't really let them in. And as the conversation continues and the kids keep demanding to be let in, they get more and more hostile and eventually they leave or the person shuts the door and the kids can't come in anyway. I've, I've also read a couple of instances where people have actually let the black-eyed children in, um, but they were they wound up hiding in a bathroom or in a closet or something like that because some mysterious circumstance or something scary happened. Uh, one of the theories out there is that the reason why you don't hear a, a lot of stories about people letting the black-eyed children in is because once you let them in, you're never heard from again. You you die or or disappear or something of that nature. Um, I'm not really too sure that this is something that I'm 100% convinced that is a real phenomenon, but yet there are so many reports about it that it's, it's hard to ignore. Uh, and, you know, I was saying, how was I going to follow up the Scott Walter interview? Uh, well, I think I pretty much successfully followed that up um, with the award that I won in April. I almost forgot to mention that. Um, so I had two big things happen in the month of April this year. I got to interview Scott Walter, and I won an award for Best Paranormal Radio Show. Um, the Paranormal Awards are uh, yearly award show that's hosted by uh, that's put on by uh, CC the Huntress, CC Carroll. She's kind of uh, a uh, big to-do name in the world of paranormal investigating and for lack of a better word, ghost hunting, even though I hate to say that word, God. Uh, and anyway, I, uh, I won for best, uh, best radio show, which I, I could not believe. Um, posted a couple of pictures of my trophy on my Facebook page. Uh, it's now I can say that I've got uh, an award-winning radio show, which you know I think that's pretty damn cool myself. I'm very proud of that award. Um, I don't know that I'm going to be in the running for uh, another award this year uh, or not, but uh, we'll see. Uh, chances of me winning it two years in a row probably pretty slim anyway, even if I am in the running. But we'll see. So. That kind of gets us to the halfway point of the year where I got to interview a very good friend of mine named Brett 
Oldham. Brett Oldham is one half of Halo Paranormal, which is once again a, a husband and wife team that's based here out of the Nashville, Tennessee area. And Brett authored a book called um, Children of the Greys. He is a uh, alien abductee, and this book is about his experiences throughout his life. Very interesting read. I got to read the book um, before I interviewed him. Um, and he has some very interesting theories in there. Um, a couple that I'd never really, uh, heard of before or thought about. Um, very interesting. I interviewed Brett and his wife for their Halo Paranormal team, uh, the year before. And this time it was just him. And I got to talk to him for a while and it was very, um, eye-opening as to some of the things that he was presenting about alien abductees and uh, what it's like to be taken aboard this spacecraft and forced to do things against your will. And some of the stuff, I mean, this book really isn't, I mean, for kids, um, it's not, it doesn't go into a lot of graphic X-rated detail or, or anything like that, but uh it's um, it's at least PG thirteen. Uh, it's not for the for the young kids, um, because he's very uh, honest and forthright about his experiences. Um, I, I I will still have to say that I'm not still one hundred percent convinced that alien abductions do happen, even though I'm a believer in life on other planets and alien spacecraft, I'm not a 100% convinced person that alien abductions actually happen. And if they do, I'm not sure that they're happening the way that people say they are and with the frequency into as many people as what who claim to be abducted by aliens. But I want to put a little caveat in on that. Like I said, I, I've gotten to know Brett over the last couple of years and um, he's turned out to be a good friend of mine. And I don't have any reason to believe that he is making this stuff up. Um, so one of two things is going on. It either actually happened to him or he really believes that it did happen. Um, he has managed to convince me a little bit to he's swaying me more onto the, um, Hey, alien abductions really do take place, you know, camp for lack of a better word. Um, I really think that, um, he's being honest and sincere with what he's talking about. So, you know, I don't think he's making anything up. It's either it really happened or it was real enough to him that he thinks that it did. But either way, he's, he, he has kind of swayed me a little bit more over towards the um, believer side and all that. So, you know, once again, I can change. I can change my mind. You know, if I'm ever wrong, I would like for someone to prove me wrong. And if you can prove to me that I'm wrong, then, you know, I'll admit it. Um. Now, I managed to touch a little bit on the Vril Society after I 
talked to Brett Olam, the Vril Society. You should you should really listen to that uh, that show. The Vril Society was a secret society in Nazi Germany during the World War II era when the Nazis were at their the height of their power. It's a metaphysical society um, that was loosely based on a work of fiction that they were thinking was real, and uh, their whole thing was to basically kind of uh, help take over the world, for lack of a better part. And I, I've always had a lot of fascinating fascination with Nazi Germany. Um, the Vril Society was always something that was very special to me, uh, as far as, not special, but that was very interesting to me, uh, because I've, I've always... Uh, um, been fascinated with World War II and Nazi Germany and how Hitler and his regime managed to brainwash a whole nation. You know, it, it, it's, it's amazing. Not because I'm a fan of Adolf Hitler or a fan of communism, but it just amazes me that he was able to do that with, to a whole nation. It's, it's, it's fascinating to me. And I followed that show up with a show about uh, how to investigate the paranormal if you're a person with disabilities and I'm not going to go a lot into that show, but if you're a disabled person, especially if you're in a wheelchair or you have crutches or you're, you can't get around all that easily. I really suggest you listen to that show. There are a lot of things that you can do besides just sit there and watch monitor screens. And, uh, I've got a, f a friend who's a paranormal investigator who's disabled and, uh, we have been on several investigations together, and you know what? It can be done. It's a little bit more difficult, but I have done it, and people with disabilities make wonderful investigators just like people with, who don't have disabilities. And then, of course, I talked about the Vatican and the UFO cover-up. Follow that up with a show about werewolves, which I had said, you know, that I didn't think that I ever did a show on werewolves before. And I had to go back through my archives and realize, that, oh, yeah, I did. But luckily, the information that I presented in that was new. So um, not really a lot to talk about with the Vatican and UFOs other than the fact that uh, I think that they're covering them up. And I think that, that uh, people who believe that they are werewolves really do exist. And then, of course, last month I had the alien Plagues show where I was talking about a worldwide uh, phenomenon of mysterious plagues that came from nowhere. Could they be caused by aliens? One never knows. It's a very distinct possibility. After all, if there are aliens from other planets and they are coming here, and if they can kidnap us in our sleep and probe our anuses, then surely they can do some biological type warfare on us, right? Well, I think they can. So, uh, wow, I need to take a break here, and uh, I'll come back, and I'm going to come back and tell you about some of the things that's going to be coming up in the next season of Parareality Radio, Season 8. So listen to this. I'll be back in
This is Parareality Radio, your information source for all things paranormal. Join your host Sandman and his roster of special guests, experts, and experiencers as they explore the realms of the known and the unknown. New shows broadcast the first Monday of every month at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. Listen online at parareality.com. Turn on, tune in, and find out. That was Alter Bridge with Still Remains off of their 2010 CD. I believe it was 2010, maybe 2011 CD, AB3. Anyway, good CD. I love Alter Bridge. I've seen them in concert, and they will destroy your eardrums, by the way. So... Got about, uh, ooh, 18 and a half minutes to wind down the show. And what I wanted to do was touch on some of the things that are going to be coming up on Season 8 of Parareality Radio and uh, let you know about some of the changes that's going to be made to the show. Some, some of the stuff that I am really excited about. First of all, let me tell you. Uh, some of the topics that I'm going to be touch- covering next season, um, some of these things I think are um, really obscure. I'm trying to do some out-of-the-box stuff and do some more obscure topics. Some of them you probably heard about, but you might not know that much about. So I'm going to be doing things like uh, going to be investigating the... the uh, Vonich Manuscript. Going to be talking about Plum Island. In case you don't know what that is, wait for this show. Um, I'm going to talk about the possibility of Templars in America. Um, and I've got a series planned in the summer. Um, it's a three-part series about uh, Nazi Germany and the occult happenings that... Um, have been happening, or that that happened in Germany back in World War II. As as I've already said earlier, I'm I'm uh, fascinated with the Nazi regime and how Hitler and his his uh, henchmen were able to uh, totally, completely brainwash and control a whole entire nation. And uh, so I, I've got in my my little library that I have, I've got uh, some. St- uh, not a huge collection, but I have a small collection about uh, Nazi Germany, World War II, and Adolf Hitler. And um, I've even done a, a one show in the past about uh, the Spear of Destiny, which is something that Hitler was very interested in trying to obtain. And um, that is just one of the many occult things that Hitler and his people were interested in. So I've got a whole series planned for the summer, a three-part series about the occult and paranormal aspects of World War II Nazi Germany. And also, I've got a couple of things in the works. Um, I'm trying to uh, nail down uh, an interview time with... um, a guy um, by the name of um, Dakota Cheeks and his 
experiences with a, a creature called Sheep Squatch. So um, I'm trying to get a, a – I got a phone call scheduled with him here uh, really soon, and hopefully I'm going to get an interview time nailed down with him. So uh, I'm, I'm really excited about that. And, of course, I also have um, a few other things up my sleeve. Um, one of the – a couple of the major changes that are going to be happening um, – this season is that I am going to expand the show back to a two hour long program. Um, for the last couple of seasons, I've just been doing a, an hour long show, um, which really is not, um, for the things that I want to go into the, the, the depths that I want to investigate things in and talk about them. It's really not, um, um, long enough for me to do what I want to do. So I've decided to expand the show back to a two hour long show. Uh, still going to be on the same schedule, still going to be the first Monday of every month. Um, and it's still going to be mainly in a podcast form, although hopefully I, I will have some live shows here and there. Um, if you remember, if you're a longtime fan of the show and listened way back when I was on Live 65, I used to do a two-hour long show twice a month on Fridays. And um, I was able to put a lot more content into the show. And even though I'm not going to be doing more than one show a month right now, I still feel like I need to expand it to a two hour long episode. So I'm really excited about that to be able to go into a, a two hour long episode. And I think that's going to kind of work out nicely with me only broadcasting one episode a month. And who knows, maybe in the future I'll expand that. And I may even decide to go back to, a two hour long episode every other week or hell, I may decide to do an hour long show every week. Who knows it, it? You know, I control everything. So I am my own boss and I get to do what I want to do when I want to do it. So who knows? I may be able to, you know, change it up even more here in the future as things change for me. So one can never tell. So I'm really excited about that. And that of course will be starting in January with the January show. And then another thing that I'm excited about is that um, from time to time, I may have a co-host on the show. I'm trying to work out a deal with somebody right now who will come on the show every so often and uh, do a co-hosting gig with me. Uh, this person is a little bit more skeptical in nature than I am, and I think it's great to have someone who is uh, – a little bit, I'm not going to say opposite minded, but you know, I've always said that I'm an open minded skeptic. Uh, but this person is, um, a little bit more skeptical than I am. So I think it'd be great to have someone like that on the show every once in a while who can co-host with me about some sort of topic and put a spin on it that maybe, you know, I wouldn't have thought about or something that maybe makes a little bit more sense than what I'm saying. Uh, you know, it, someone to bounce some ideas off here and there. So I'm really excited to have the the opportunity to have a co-host on the show 
on occasion. Now, this is still going to be um, my show, and it's going to be the same format as what you've become accustomed to. It's just that every so often, I will have someone come in and do a co-host gig with me, probably maybe three or four times during the course of the season. Um, I may have a special show or two here and there where I have a co-host as well. Um, but it's, it's nice to, to be able to have an opportunity to have a co-host. And once again, this is something that's not set in stone. The deal isn't inked yet. As they say, um, there's still some things that have to be worked out and there's always the possibility that it won't happen, but there's always the possibility that it will. And I, I played around with, shall I really say something about it or not? Since it's really not, you know, setting, it's not a done deal yet. And I was just excited to have some changes to the show. And, and, and I'm real, like I said, excited that I have an opportunity to have a co-host. So I thought, you know, what the hell I will, uh, go ahead and, and just make it public. I will freaking announce it. Uh, once again, not a done deal. Nothing is is set yet, but there's always that possibility. And hopefully um, sometime within the first, let's say, quarter of next year, you will be able to be introduced to my co-host, which I'm really excited about. And that's all I'm going to say for right now. So that's the big news for Parareality Radio. I'm going to have a two-hour-long show. I'm going to expand it back to what I used to do. And... Uh, Maybe, hopefully, every so often, I'm going to have a co-host. So those are all the things that I'm going to be talking. Those are all the things that are going to be new on the show for next season. And those are just some of the topics that I'm going to be talking about. And I, I think I am going to include a skeptics night every so often as well, because I think it's it's very important to have someone who has a different point of view than I do, and I, I'd like to have a a guest on the show uh, here in the near future that is a skeptical type person, so that I can kind of debate things and, like I said, have some some new um, ideas and have a different point of view here for an episode or two. And uh, who knows if it goes good? I may just have uh, a regular. Uh, regularly scheduled skeptics night. Who knows? There's the possibilities are endless. Like I said, because I control my own destiny. Pretty much. I am the boss here and I get to do what I want to do when I want to do it. That's the perks of working for yourself. God, if I only made some money at this, if I could make money doing this, I would be happy. And I don't have to have a lot of money. I don't have to get rich. I don't even have to make enough money to quit my job. I would just like to make some supplemental income off of doing this. You know, if you have any idea how you how I can make some freaking extra money off of doing this show, please let me know. I mean, it's possible, but man, it's hard and you're not going to get a lot of dough out of it. That's for damn sure. So, who knows? Maybe one day um Hopefully this year, also speaking of, of news, hopefully this year um, I'll be available uh, to be uh, heard on some different formats. I'm 
thinking about uh, doing some stuff for iTunes and uh, Stitcher Radio. I may be able to get on uh, Stitcher Radio. Uh, I know I'll definitely be able to get on iTunes. It's just uh, a matter of working out the logistics for that. But that's also going to, to happen this coming up season where you'll be able to download me on iTunes for all of you iPod fanatics and iTunes people out there. So I think I've rambled on enough for this this show here. So it's time to start winding things down. I hope that you enjoyed tonight's show. Um, listening to me ramble on and on and on. Let me know what you thought about it by uh, sending me an email. That email address is a sandman at parareality.com. Also, please remember to visit my website, which is www.parareality.com. You can find out all kinds of information about the show on the website. You can listen to the current and past episodes if you want to. And if you click on the Extras tab, you can join the official Parareality Radio Forum. It's free to join. You can also shop in the Parareality Radio Store and even watch some show videos and other stuff. Also, don't forget to look me up on Facebook. That's Sandman.Parareality on Facebook, so you can friend me there if you'd like. You can hear the show on Facebook as well, and you can find out more about what's going on in the world of Parareality. Also, Facebook and Spreaker are the only two places where you can exclusively hear my other show that I do set it off which is totally nothing to do with paranormal programming whatsoever and there's no set schedule for the show I just do an episode whenever I get ready to do an episode and I post it on Facebook and of course it's always available on Spreaker so you can look it up on Spreaker at set it off well everybody my next show is going to be available on Monday January 6, 2014. So make sure you turn on, tune in, and find out. I hope that this radio program opens your mind up to new ways of thinking, expands your consciousness, and produces a change in the way that you see the world. If you wish to change, you must lift the veil of ignorance that has been cast over your eyes. Only then will you see the true power of the universe. Hope you have a wonderful evening, and I will see you again in January for season eight of Parareality Radio. I've enjoyed it, everybody. See you soon.
was up in my room I let the stereo play It's all inside